Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Young. Good as always to have you join us. On today's show, we bring you on an exhilarating ride through the story of Chongli. Discover how this once humble little town transformed into a world-class skiing destination. After the Beijing 2022 Olympic Winter Games, from its breathtaking ski resorts to its inspiring journey out of poverty, join us as we take a look at Chongli's extraordinary rise to fame. And stepping into the world of Chinese TV dramas with us, where quality and creativity are reaching new heights, we will explore how these drama series, especially hits like Blossoms Shanghai, also known as Fanghua, are garnering critical acclaim and captivating audiences in droves. So it's gonna be a discussion celebrating the rise and rise of Chinese TV dramas. For today's program, I'm joined by Li Yi and Josh Cotterell. First on today's show. The Beijing 2022 Olympic Winter Games catapulted the small town of Chongli into the international spotlight. So we'll talk about the dramatic changes in local life, the economic boom, the sustainable future of this winter sports paradise, as well as now people are heading to this town. And that includes one good friend of the show, Li Yi. <laughs> yeah, actually, I went to Chongli during the past weekend, and um, I just want to say I love Chongli as、oh. a snowboarder, and I think Chongli is even much better compared with the last time I went there, which is before the pandemic, and of course be- before the Beijing Winter Olympics. And also, by the way, I just、uh, went to Chongli this time by the high-speed railway. That's my very first time to take this. High-speed road train, and I think it's it's super convenient. First, it's fast.、Um, I think Chongli is about two hundred and twenty kilometers north to Beijing. Without this high-speed railway, you have to drive to Chongli from Beijing, and that might just take you like three or four hours. But now with this high-speed rail, it only takes you about one hour. So that's super fast. I think the high-speed railway station also offers. Uh, some like checking services for snowboarders and skis, which is also convenient. So the whole process is 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 kind of like seamless because at the、uh, railway station in Chongli, you you also got like a pickup service from the hotels or homestays、uh, in Chongli. So that is、uh, the very first advantage of Chongli, I would say.、Um, and also、um, for skiers and snowboarders, especially based in Beijing, I think Chongli is definitely a place to go to,、mm. especially during weekends and short vacations. Simply because the scale of the、uh, those ski resorts in Chongli is much larger、uh, than those in Beijing.、Oh. For comparison, I would say、uh, each ski resort in Beijing, on average, maybe has about ten slopes. But I think、uh, in Chongli. There are just simply more because now Chongli is one of the largest ski zones in China, and there are eight ski resorts in Chongli together. And together, they offer like 175 ski runs or ski slopes, and up to 166 kilometers of slopes. So longer, wider, and more slopes, so that you can just practice, have fun, and play with your friends. Oh, nice! And is it packed now? 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's packed, but I think、um, each ski resort is also like an independent holiday town because、mm. uh, everything is well equipped and you can also got your hotels, restaurants, equipment stores where you can just、uh, rent your skis or snowboards,、uh, clothes, helmets, and protective gears, everything. And also, you got your hot spring、uh, where you can just enjoy the spring, I mean, the hot bath after a long, cold day outside on the ski resorts. Oh, that sounds amazing. Josh, what have you found out about Chongli as well as, you know, just after listening to Li Yi's? Pretty much elevator pitch talk of、uh, Chongli. Does it sound like a place that、uh, is familiar to you? Maybe you've visited in Europe of these ski towns, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, Chongli has actually become pretty world famous because of the Winter Olympics, of course. And I think that、um, it was well known within China. I myself became familiar with it well before the Olympics, while it was being built. Actually, some of the ski slopes I remember at the time I went there during the summer a few years before the Winter Olympics, and it was being used for downhill mountain biking、um, because there was no snow. And so, and I, I saw firsthand the rate and at which it was being built. It was really quite incredible. But of course, post. Uh, Winter Olympics, it became pretty well known, and、um, I think that it, it's also become known for its how modern it is and how accessible it is. A lot of the ski resorts that I'm familiar with from Europe, which are extremely developed and modern as well, though they've been there for quite a long time. They sometimes take a, a while to get to things like this, but Chongli is is incredibly modern, I think, in its infrastructure.、Um, so it, it's very accessible.、Uh, so yeah, I, I'm very familiar with Chongli, and I think that it's. It's a really interesting and incredible success story.、Uh, you asked about Europe. I think that Europe is—it's、uh, really difficult to compare. I think just snow sports in general between China and Europe, given that I think that snow sports and snow sport culture is much more developed in certain parts of Europe. It's been popular for much longer.、Um, I think that snow sports in general. Have been asked. This is the sport of people who are a bit more affluent with a bit more money. At least that's how it is in Europe. Because if you're going to go skiing or snowboarding or whatever, you usually go to somewhere like the Alps. There are some success success stories, like in Bulgaria, for example,、um, where it's much more affordable. But usually, you would go to、um, to the Alps, which you know cover a, a lot of countries, but are generally quite expensive to go to, and they're much bigger. So. Yeah, difficult to compare them, but we we can try as we go through this show. That is really interesting. And you mentioned winter culture or ski culture of some sort. What do you mean by that? I mean, of course, the Winter Olympics in Beijing are different. But pre that, if you look at a lot of、um, famous athletes and winter sports athletes on the snow, you can often see a lot of countries doing well over the last few decades. Countries like Norway, countries like France, countries like Austria. Um, countries where they have a big ski snow culture,、um, because they have on their doorstep just an abundance of ski resorts. So that's what I mean by snow ski sport culture. Good to know, and it's really interesting also to see how winter sports culture has been developing rapidly here in China. In one, sometimes a little bit of a sarcastic light might be cast on this one. That is. Quickly, people develop certain 
stereotypes of the middle-income uh, family household who would maybe hit the slopes of Chongli around a certain period of time, a year pretty much this time of the year, or the kind of uh, style people dress, or, you know, the lifestyle that revolves around that. And, of course, the other side of the coin is, well, this is a rapidly developing part of the economy as well, and it is Chinese young people. Yeah, I would think most people who hit the slopes are below a certain age, I would think. But well, of course, there are an anomalies and, and kudos to these guys. Well, I think uh, there, are, there, there is certain data showing that most people who engage in skiing and especially in snowboarding are particularly young. Uh, say people born in the 1990s or 2000s, but I think already I don't feel like qualified. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are qualified actually. But I think um, it really depends on which ski resort you go to, especially when we talk about Chongli. Because I mean, there are eight ski resorts in Chongli, and actually each ski resort has this very distinctive feature, which attracts different groups of skiers and snowboarders. For example, the uh, ski resort I just uh, went to during this weekend is Fulong Ski Resort. In Chinese, it's called Fulong. Uh, ski resort, and uh, it is uh, known as a perfect place for snowboarders instead of skiers because it simply has longer and wider intermediate slopes, which are quite friendly to beginners and also people with little experience and also, say, certain skills uh, of skiing and snowboarding. Uh, but there's also another ski resort called Wanlong Ski Resort. It's actually the oldest and set to be the best and the largest ski resort in Chongli. And there, um, I I was told that uh, a lot of skiers would just go to Wanlong. And uh, actually, a lot of them are elderly or middle-aged people. So that's how like that's different... That's the folks I'm going to hang out with. <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> so that's how like very diversified groups uh, who are engaged in the whole skiing and snowboarding industry here in China, I would mm. say. Yes, indeed. And Chongli is a district of Beijing 2022 co-host city Zhangjiakou in North China's Hebei province, located about uh, 220 kilometers north of Beijing. And it has a permanent population of about, oh, this is a very small size yes. in China, uh, 105,000 people and having a big ski resort or having eight in the vicinity of this place then is huge for the local people so before we go into the economy bit um tell us really you know how big of a boom are we seeing in popularity of folks going to Chongli, going to that area of the country for snow travels well, I think first, let's talk about the bigger picture. I mean, the Beijing Winter Olympics has really successfully um, get 300 million people engaged in the whole ice and snow industry. And especially this snow season is the very first season after China optimized its COVID-19 response measures. So it's quite anticipated. And during the 2022 to 2023 snow season, that's from mid-November 2022 to early May in 2023, Chongli received a total of over 2.2 million visitors, achieving tourism income of over 2.6 
billion yuan. That's about 366 million U.S. dollars. So it's a quite massive market, and、uh, that also marked a very successful and promising start. To the first snow season after the Beijing Winter Olympics, and this snow season, I think since the start of this snow season in early November in 2023,、um, skiers and snowboarders from all across China have flocked to Chongli. As of December 23rd, Chongli has received a total of. Over 1.2 million visitors, and that already brought tourism revenue to Chongli of over 1.4 billion yuan. That's about nearly 2 million U.S. dollars. And especially for this snow season,、um, I guess local authorities in Chongli they have witnessed, they have anticipated this huge demand. So that's why they are really increasing the supply of transportation and accommodation to really fulfill this surging demand.、Uh, for example, for the high-speed railway. Just mentioned in December 2023, due to the high demand for high-speed train tickets between Beijing and Chongli, especially for weekends,、um, I think the railway authorities they specifically increased the frequency of ski-themed trains,、mm. and also for the airports. I guess there are a lot of people who are coming to Chongli、uh, from the southern part of China,、uh, and so that's why they have to take planes. So that's why Zhang Jiakou Ningyuan. Airport also added flights to southern cities in China,、yeah. and also for hotels. I think it's really hard for you to book a hotel, especially those popular hotel、uh, during weekends in Chongli because it's super popular right now. So that's why、um, hotel bookings in Chongli, either large or small establishments,、uh, they are really in high demand. And in many hotels, they just,、uh, especially those located close to the ski resorts, are often like fully booked, and、mm. so. That you have to really make your reservation like several days or even weeks in advance. So that's how popular、um, the whole industry now in Chongli. Oh yeah, and the way you describe it, Li Yi, I just hear cha-ching sounds everywhere. <laughs> and even with somebody with no business acumen, I would think you know just operating a little. What do you call those?、Uh, travel carts or little cars? You know, just to. Teleport people from the hotel to the ski resort. Well, you know already that's a job created. That's、yeah. you know just fast revenue that can go straight to your pocket. And also, you mentioned that during the weekend, these、uh, travel tickets are in hot demand and、mm-hmm. sold out in you know really really quickly. I suppose this also can point to one really positive development of things that you can easily go on a long weekend ski trip. And that is super appealing to me,、uh, Josh. When I was living in the UK, I remember you know some folks would say, "Oh, I'm going on a, you know, ski holiday," and that would take like what a, a week or whatnot. But、uh, look at this option: you are a busy working person, you can just sign off Friday evening,、uh, hit the train, arrive in Chongli, spend the weekend skiing, and you're back in the office. A Monday, and your coworkers wouldn't know unless you shared on WeChat that that's how you spend、Which、the weekend. Does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is yeah. the spirits of、uh, humility? But never mind. So,、um, <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that, Josh? Well, yeah, it's pretty important accessibility, and I think that it's going to be 
really good for the future of Chinese snow sports, given that how accessible it is. I think that it's going to develop very fast. It already is developing very fast and it's incredibly accessible. Um, there aren't too many capital cities with such densely populated areas that are so close to um, places like Chongli and snow sports areas. Um, as you say, in the UK, for example, if we were to want to go skiing, then we would have to travel for quite some time and it wouldn't be cheap at all. I guess it's different if you live in a country like Norway, which is why little old Norway always seems to dominate snow sports. Um, but yeah, for a city like Beijing with that many people in it, it it's quite incredible. And I've, I've enjoyed it myself. Yes, indeed. And if you zero in on the rise of Chongli as a ski district slash town, then the story behind it from poverty to prosperity deserves our attention. So walk us through this amazing story. Yeah, actually, I can just offer my very personal observation because um, last time I went to Chongli was in the year of 2018 or 2017. I don't remember, but uh, at that time, I remember Chongli was already say known as the place as one of the uh, hosting place for the Beijing Winter Olympics. But then, I mean, those ski resorts were already established, but you don't really see a lot of say, restaurants and equipment stores on the streets. And basically, you don't really see a lot of people on the streets in Chongli at that time. But now, I think this time you can definitely feel the whole town uh, or the whole district is being transformed and shaped thoroughly by Beijing Winter Olympics. Because I got chance to talk to local taxi drivers and also say stuff working in those restaurants. And they all told me that they can't really imagine how uh, how transformative this whole process is uh, from, uh, say, a place of nowhere uh, to a very renowned ski town globally. So because especially before, people living in Chongli, they relied on, uh, say, planting vegetables. And that is the only, say, the only one pillar industry in Chongli. However, due to its local terrains and also its very uh, not so friendly weather and climate, it's quite difficult for you mm. to you know make money from that vegetable planting industry. So that's why Chongli was also so used to be an impoverished county in Zhangjiakou with limited agricultural income. And uh, especially 80% of Chongli is mountainous and with very limited arable land per capita agricultural land being less than two mu. That's about 0.13 hectares. So Actually, prior to the year of 2015, although Chongli was already on the way to building itself to a ski town, it remained one of the poorest areas in the county. So that's why I think when talking about the role of Winter Olympics, it's quite important for transforming and upgrading the whole town. Especially, I think the development of the Chongli is also align with the rise of the skiing and snowboarding industry here in China. Mm. Because say back to the year of 2000 and, and say even earlier, you don't really see a lot of people getting engaged in skiing and snowboarding in China. Say seldom people actually know what it is. And uh, in Chongli, the very first ski resort was actually established in 1997. And it was also the first private ski resort in northern China, even though it only offered very basic accommodation conditions and ski facilities 
it still attracted a lot of skiers at that time, especially those from Beijing. But then around the year, say 2000 and later, more people just get interested in skiing and snowboarding. So that's why、um, you see a lot of ski resorts being built in Beijing and also in Chongli as well. So that's when the whole industry getting developed at the very first phase in Chongli. And、uh, I think the very decisive. Issue for Chongli is in the year of 2015 when Beijing and Zhang Jiakou went the bid to host the 2022 Winter Olympics, and、uh, Chongli, of course, in Zhang Jiakou is set to host some of the skiing events. So since then, you see more investment and efforts being put in building infrastructures and facilities in Beijing. And、uh, as I said,、um, at the end of 2019, the Beijing Zhang Jiakou High Speed Rail started its service with a top speed of two. Of 350 kilometers per hour,、mm. and also later we got、uh, Beijing Zhangjiakou High-Speed Railway, a、uh, highway. So with all this convenient transportation of facilities being built, all of these have transforming Chongli into a completely well-established ski town. So I think that also brought changes to the life of local people as well. Well, I think that snow sports and ski resorts and Developments such as the ones that we've seen in Chongli and also in Europe、uh, bring a massive amount of benefits and have a huge economic impact on the surrounding community.、Um, there's actually a few similar examples from Europe, although it was from some time ago. But a lot of these very famous ski resorts in Europe did used to be just villages and farmland. One of them's called Verbia, which is in the Swiss Alps. Which now, if you went there, you wouldn't believe that it was ever. Not poor, probably, but、um, actually, it's a pretty、uh, incredible success story because it was similarly transformed from a rural area into a very prosperous destination, and the economic impact was huge.、Um, it it brought so many jobs,、um, not just in tourism,、um, but also in construction and retail, and also other support services.、Um, because, of course, when people go to visit there. On holiday, not everybody's on the ski slopes all the time.、Um, in fact, for a lot of people, that can be quite exhausting. There's all sorts of other things that they want to do. There's entertainment. They want to go shopping.、Um, they're more willing to spend their money,、um, and this also leads to a real estate boom as well. So I, I think that we've also seen in Chongli, and we will see、um, post Olympics, which we're in now, that there's going to be a lot more real estate being built there as well. And I guess that the the space between Beijing and Chongli will become Smaller and smaller as more development happens there. I think this is pretty inevitable as well. And that is a very welcoming change for those who want to go to Chongli or who are into winter sports. And also, we see. Beijing broadening its reach and touch with its neighboring provinces, and this integration of. Um, you know, it could be as small as the hobby of a person, such as skiing, but it contributes to the economic、uh, integration as well for the region, and that's something that will benefit folks and residents living in this area. And after the Winter Olympic Games being held here in Beijing, we've seen. Changes happen in Chongli as well as、uh, on this end in Beijing. And what do you see as maybe the most prominent examples of 
still maybe using the infrastructure or building on top of the investment that originally went to the Winter Olympic Games. Since Chongli was the hosting zone of Winter Olympics, it really got its very professional and well-established, well-equipped uh, venues. So that's why those venues keep to be places to host, uh, say, international or national competitions. Uh, since 2023, actually, Zhang Jiako has already hosted more than 260 events at all levels. Uh, most recently, in December 2023, um, the International Ski and Snowboard Federation Frisky and Snowboard Half Pipe World Cup was actually held at Genting Snow Park. And also, it can be used for uh, offering, say, training venues for national and provincial level teams. And also, I know Chongli has been working to, say, build itself as an all year round destination, meaning that it does not only serve for customers during winter, but also trying to attract more visitors in summer by hosting, say, music festivals, food festivals, and also cross country races. That all sounds very exciting for the district of Chongli. Coming up during the second half of the show, are you feeling the TV drama fever that's gripping viewers across TV, smartphone, and iPad screens everywhere? Stay tuned.